Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. The next weapon that I'm going to talk about is the weapon of praise and worship. The weapon of praise and worship. Let's go to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, reading from verse 1. It had happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hazazon Tamar, which is En Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord, and from the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, If disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine. Notice that, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine. We will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. And now here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. O our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Now all Judah, now notice the word Judah means praise. Amen. Say this after me. Judah Judah. means praise. So now all Judah or all praise with their little ones, their wives and the children stood before the Lord. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Metaniah. Man, it's got a lot of family. A Levite. Of the sons of Asaph. Now, remember, Asaph wrote some of the Psalms. He was a worship leader. Amen. Asaph was a worship leader. Amen. So one of the sons, a Levite, one of the priests of the sons of Asaph, in the midst of the assembly. And he said, listen, all of you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but the battle belongs to the Lord. 
The battle is God's. Tomorrow go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz. And you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight this battle. Position yourselves. Stand still. Again, see that word stand. And see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children that would be the choir in a sense, the band, and of the children of the Korathites stood upon, stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets, and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of his holiness. As they went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, or who had come against praise. I want you to see that they had come against praise. And they were defeated. For the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. So they turned on each other. Like a dog turning on its tail. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. (laughs) So when Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness... In other words, when praise came to overlook. See, they had just been busy praising the Lord. Come on. See that? They're just busy praising the Lord. They're done with praise and worship. They bow their faces. They worship. Now they're praising, declaring God's goodness and glory. They look toward the multitude and there were their dead bodies fallen to the earth. No one had escaped. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil, I like that, taking away the spoil of the enemy. Who likes that? They found among them an abundance of valuables on the dead bodies and precious jewelry, which they stripped off for themselves. Somebody got real excited about the jewelry. Okay, you like jewelry. I like jewelry. My wife likes jewelry, so I like jewelry. Which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were there three days gathering the spoil because there was so much. And on the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Beraka. (laughs) For they were... There they blessed the Lord. And of course, that Barakah means blessing, by the way. Barakah means blessing. 
the, the valley of blessing. So what would have, listened to me, what would have been a valley of defeat in the, at the hands of the enemy turned into a valley of blessing? Amen. Come on, somebody. It turned into a valley of blessing. Bereket. For they were blessed. They, there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of that place was called the valley of Bereka until this day. Then they returned every man of Judah and Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat in front of them to go back to Jerusalem with joy. For the Lord had made them rejoice over their enemies. So they came to Jerusalem with stringed instruments and harps and trumpets to the house of the Lord. And the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries when they had heard what the Lord had, that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. Then the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet or peaceful for God gave him rest all around. Come on, somebody. You know, they came against Judah. They came against praise. See, the enemy is going to come against your praise. The situations and circumstances that come against you like an enemy. To defeat you. To tell you that you're not going to make it. That you are defeated. You need to bow your face before the Lord and worship him. You need to begin to bless him. And you need to begin to praise him. You need to, it says they begin to lift up a loud voice unto the Lord. And they needed, they, were, they begin to praise him and worship him and bless him. And the Lord sent an ambush against their enemies. Basically, the Lord stepped in because the battle belongs to the Lord. And the Lord stepped in. And then the Lord sent, brought confusion upon the plans of the enemy. And the plans of the enemy just basically was just in chaos and, and dismantled. The weapon was dismantled. Amen. And they got the victory without even fighting. Amen. Hallelujah. And they go into the valley, which would have been the valley of defeat and destruction turned into the valley of blessing. And they come back with joy, singing with harps and instruments and stringed instruments and pianos and all of these things. Amen. Because praise is a weapon. See, what happens is when you begin to praise God, you begin to declare. What is praise? Declaring and blessing and honoring the Lord, giving thanks to the Lord for who he is and what he has done and what he will do. Hallelujah. I like that African song. Hallelujah. God of miracles. He has done it before. I know he will do it again, and they start dancing. God of miracles, he has done it before. He has done it before. I know he will do it again. And they just sing that and dance. God of miracles, he will do it again. He has done it before. I know he will do it. And they just sing it. You know, I mean, you, you got to understand what, what he has done. David said, I took the lion, I took the bear, now I'm going to take out Goliath. See, you have to remember. You have to remember who he is. You have to remember God. You have to remember. You have to remember. You have to begin to praise him for who he is. He's a great God. He's a mighty God. He's an awesome God. Hallelujah. He, we serve a mighty God. We serve an awesome God. We begin to praise him. We begin to worship him. We begin to thank him. We begin to declare his greatness. We begin to declare his goodness. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. And you just, be, you just begin to weaponize your praise and worship. And in the midst of the circumstances. Now you may not feel like it. There have been many times when I didn't feel like it. 
But you know what? That's when you offer the sacrifice of praise. You know what sacrifice of praise is? You just gird up your loins like a man. You make a decision. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. This is my day. His mercies are new every morning. I'm not going to let the devil stop my Judah. I'm not going to let the devil stop my praise. I've got praise on my mouth. I've got dancing on my feet. I'm going to lift up a loud voice to the Lord. I'm going to give him praise. Come on, somebody, if you believe it, jump up on your feet. Take 10 seconds to praise the Lord. Take 10 seconds to bless him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We serve a mighty God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We declare your goodness. We declare the victory. We declare that you're a good God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. When they looked upon the circumstances, fear, great fear was coming upon them. But they had a word. They had a word. They had the word of the Lord. Those who believe in his prophets shall prosper. And the, and the young man prophesied as the spirit of the Lord come upon him. Do not be afraid. The Lord is with us. The battle belongs to the Lord. You shall not be defeated. But the Lord shall give you the victory. And they begin to bow before their faces before the Lord worship him. They begin to praise him. They begin to lift up a loud voice. And they made a joyful song. I don't feel like it. You better feel like it. You better start feeling like it. You better tell your feelings. Feelings? Rejoice. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, all my soul. And all that is within me. That's like speaking to your soul, your emotions. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Because I'm taking charge of those negative thoughts. I'm not going to let depression come on. I'm not going to allow that spirit of heaviness to come upon me. I'm going to put on the garment of praise. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to praise the Lord. I'm gonna Hallelujah, he is good. Now go with me to Acts chapter 16. Somebody said, I don't know about that. Acts chapter 16, verse 11. Therefore, sailing from Troas, we ran a straight course to Samothrace, and the next day came to Neapolis. That is Paul and his companions that are traveling with him. So Luke is the one writing. So when he says we, Luke the author of Acts is there with him, a young man. He's a physician. Timothy is there. Silas is there. So Paul is traveling together with a missionary trip. This is one, one of his missionary journeys. And from and then from, this is the second one, and from there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of that part of Macedonia, a colony. And when we were staying in that city for some days, and on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside where prayers were customarily made, and we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Tyatira who worshipped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul, and when she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl, girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us. So actually the word is spirit of python. 
You know what a python is, right? That kind of snake that wraps around you and just squeezes the life and the breath out of you. When you slowly die, it just chokes the life out of you. That spirit of python comes into churches to squeeze the life out of the church. It, comes, it tries to come into people's lives and come to your businesses and other things and ministries. You got to watch out for that thing that will try to choke the life out. But this girl was, was, had a spirit of divination, witchcraft or fortune-telling spirit who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. So there's a lot of money involved. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. My, a lot of people will be shouting, amen, sister, amen. But she was speaking by a false spirit. And she did this for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed or stirred in his spirit, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. I tell you, when money is involved... And they brought them to the magistrates and said, these men being Jews exceedingly trouble our city and they teach customs which are not lawful for us being Romans to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely Having received such a charge, he put them into inner prison and fastened their feet with stocks, shackles. How would you like to be in a position where you just confronted an evil spirit and really pretty much the ruling spirit of the region, the money, and then now you've been beaten with rods and now your feet are shackled and you're thrown into the inner prison like to the darkest dungeon who would like that but at midnight somebody say but oh yes but at midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. Now watch this, not just their chains, everyone's chains were loosed. Prison doors swung open. There's an earthquake that shook the prison. And the keeper of the prison, the one that put shackles on their feet, awaking from sleep, I guess when there's a, jailhouse rock you awake from sleep and seeing the prisoners doors prisoner doors prison doors open supposing the prisoners had fled drew his sword was about to do kill himself he's about to do a harakiri he's about to kill himself but paul called with a loud voice saying do not harm yourself for we are all here it's interesting they did not escape then he called for a light and ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him 
and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the same of the night and washed their stripes. So the man that put him in prison is now washing their wounds. Take, he took them to his house to take care of them. You want to talk about a turnaround. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and his family were baptized. And now when he had brought them into the house, he set food before them. And he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. Now you might say, well, these guys are escaped. What's going to happen now? They're going to come after him. No, look at this. And when it, when it was day, the magistrates, the ones that put them in the prison, sent the officer saying, let those men go. So the keeper of the prison reported, how in the world? Now, the next day they wanted to let them go. So listen, I mean, the power got hit that jailhouse, that prison. Not only did it shake the prison, it shook the magistrates in their sleep. Because they wake up having changed their minds. Let them go. Now, therefore, depart and go in peace. Well, but, um, oh, sorry. Let those men go. So the keeper of the prison reported these words to Paul saying, these magistrates have sent, uh, the magistrates have sent to let you go. Now, therefore, depart and go in peace. But Paul said to them, they have beaten us openly. It's not good. Now he's got like, now he's like taking charge of this thing. <laughs> Uncondemned Romans. And have thrown us into prison. And now, now they want to put us away secretly. No, indeed. Let them come themselves and get us out. Come to me. I'm in charge now. And the officers told these words to the magistrates, and they were afraid. When they had heard that they were Romans, then they came and pleaded with them, brought them out, and asked them to depart from the city. So they went out of the prison and entered the house of Lydia. And when they had seen the brethren, they encouraged them and they departed. You might feel like you're in a desperate place right now. You might feel like you're in that inner prison of darkness. You might feel like maybe things have been against you. You might feel like maybe your feet have been shackled. You might feel like people have come against you. What are you going to do? You reach that point where you have to make a decision. Here are these men, beaten with rods, bleeding, hurting, shackled on their feet. It's got to hurt. Thrown into this inner prison, the dark place. No food, no water, nothing. I mean, they, they are physically in pain. But they made a decision. We can either let this destroy us, get bitter, get angry, despair, get depressed or we can turn this around and we can pull out the weapon of praise Bible says they begin to lift up their voices singing hymns and the whole prison heard them so it wasn't like hallelujah it was like hallelujah Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people and in the midst of, see, they change the atmosphere. You need to change the atmosphere in your life. You need to stop complaining and whining. You need to stop looking at the circumstances. You, know, you need to turn it around. You need to put your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. You need to begin to praise him. You need to begin to lift up your voice. You need to shout. Somebody says, is God deaf? No, but he's not nervous either. 
you're not shouting for God you're shouting for yourself I've never seen a quiet touchdown celebration I've never seen a quiet championship celebration those guys goes nuts but then people come to church and they're like statues come on loosen up put some dancing on your feet lift up your voices lift up your hands I don't know what you have to do but you have to do something you have to come in the opposite spirit and I know sometimes it's painful but you know what you've got to put on the garment of praise you got to begin to praise God you got to begin to, and they saw as I mean, listen they saw such a breakthrough such a turnaround not only were they set free listen not only were they set free all the people around them were set free you see there's a ripple effect that goes out in the realm of the spirit when you begin to praise him it like sends out a ripple effect the, the waves of liberty and freedom just go throughout the realm of the spirit and begins to touch your family begins to touch your workplace begins to touch the city and all around us I tell you right now the prisoners begin to get set free and those who were put in in charge to do your harm God will turn it around and they'll turn around they'll they'll come to you and say what must I do to be saved come to my house and the very people that plotted your destruction will be struck with the fear of the Lord they'll wake up in the middle of the night breaking out in cold sweats and shivering because the fear of God will grip them that's one of the blessings fear will come upon your enemies they will fear you because the fear of God when you begin to praise him when you begin to worship him I know I'm going through pain I know embrace the pain but get up on your feet hallelujah lift up your voice lift up your hands and begin to praise the Lord thank you Lord you're a good God you've been with me you are with me I thank you for your favor look at the favor that came upon them you, you want favor in your life you begin to thank God and you begin to praise him you want deliverance in your life you begin to thank God and you begin to praise him you want miracles in your life you need to begin to thank God and praise him hallelujah I'm feeling sick thank him for your healing thank you Lord I'm healed hallelujah hallelujah thank you Lord I'm healed I'm healed from the top of my head down to the soles of my feet for you are the Lord that healeth me hallelujah you are my savior you are my healer I praise you Jesus by your stripes I was healed you took my sickness and disease upon your body on the cross it is not on me it is on you and I thank you I have been healed and I decree my healing I thank you for my healing I praise you for my healing hallelujah you need provision begin to thank God and praise him for the provision thank you Lord you are Jehovah Jireh you are El Shaddai you're my provider I praise you thank you Lord you provided for me in the past you're gonna provide for me again I ain't seen nothing yet this is only the beginning I praise you Lord for I praise you for the supernatural provision I praise you for the favor I praise you for the supernatural deliverance and protection in my life I praise you Lord I give you praise hallelujah I am I am pulling out the big cannons weapons of mass destruction I'm sending weapons of mass destruction against the enemy I'm gonna praise my God I'm gonna thank my God I'm not gonna go by what I feel I'm not gonna go by what I what I see but I'm gonna go by faith I know my God those who know their God shall do exploits come on somebody hallelujah hallelujah 
if everything you were believing God for came to pass and manifested right now, how would you react? How would you react? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hey. Hey. Thank you, Jesus. Praise is a weapon. Notice the enemy came against Judah. Came against praise. Don't let the devil steal your praise. Don't let the devil steal your joy. At destruction and famine you shall laugh. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 Praise is a weapon. Worship is a weapon. Giving is a weapon because giving is also worship. Prayer is a weapon and praise and worship is the highest form of prayer. When it's not about your shopping list, but when it's about who God is, when He has done and you begin to praise Everything changes. You can change the atmosphere in your life. You got, you're going to have one of two options. Either complain, gripe, despair, speak out in hopelessness, speak out basically what you're feeling, what the circumstances are shouting at you. Sometimes those circumstances are like Goliath. Bible says Goliath would come out and shout. And every time he would shout, the army was going and hiding behind the bushes. But here comes David from the youth group. All the so-called prayer warriors are hiding behind the bushes. Here comes David from the youth group. But he was a worshiper. He was a praiser. And he praised God when nobody saw him. He worshiped God when nobody saw him. When the time came, a bear came to take one of his dad's sheep. He fought against the bear. Most would just run away. He was not a hireling. He was a good shepherd. Then the lion came. He says, I took the, I took the lamb from the lion's mouth and I killed the lion. Then he comes against Goliath, the next test. Now it's public. It's in front of everybody. But you know what? A lot of people want those public victories, but real victory comes in the private. When nobody sees you. When you praise and worship, you press in. I call it walking the floor. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I walk the floor. Sometimes I lock myself in the room. I walk the floor. I praise you, Lord. I worship you. Thank you, Lord, for victory. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You lead me in triumph. In all these circumstances, I'm more than a conqueror. 
because you love me. All things work together for the good of those who love you, who are called according to your purpose. Thank you, Lord, for all things working together for my good, for favor surrounding me. Oh, thank you, Lord. From the top of my head down to the soles of my feet, I receive that fresh anointing. I have joy in my belly. I just keep walking the floor. That's, that's why I, I lock myself in the room sometimes for an hour. And I make a decision. I'm not coming out until I get my breakthrough. Because breakthrough happens in here. First. It manifests in the spirit first. Then it overflows and manifests. And becomes basically visible in the natural. So you got to walk the floor. You got to speak the word. The weapon of praise and worship. Weapon of giving, which is giving thanks. We are giving thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His mercy endures forever. Give thanks. So understand that you're not giving money, you're giving thanks. You're not putting a check in the offering. You're praising and worshiping the Lord. I, I, have, I have needs right now. You know what? That's a sacrifice. And the sacrificial seed brings the greatest harvest. I tell you right now. It's in times of need that when I gave that I saw the greatest financial breakthroughs. It's just you have to understand the, the principles of how these things work. And when you begin to apply them in your life, you walk in victory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.